Getting into news a little bit late here, so uh, we're going to turn it over to Nathan Cones here and a look at what's happening with news on this Monday morning. Nathan. Yeah, thank you very much, John. Good morning, everyone. The city of Westside reminds residents of the planned boiler advisory that was scheduled to begin earlier this morning. According to city official, crews did identify a leak somewhere in the system. The lines did need to be shut down in order to find that problem area. Service was scheduled to be re- uh, restored at 5 o'clock this morning, and a mandatory boiler advisory will be activated as soon as that water begins running again. So if you noticed an outage last night and your water is now running uh, and you're in Westside, again, you got a boiler advisory in effect over there. They do remind customers that water used for consumption, such as cooking, making ice, brushing teeth, washing ditches, uh, other similar activities, must be boiled for at least one minute before use. Residents can also use bottled water as an alternative. Contact Westside City Hall at 712-663-4493 if you have any questions. Of course, Carol Broadcasting will provide additional information when the uh, boil advisory has been lifted. The Carroll City Council is expected to spend the bulk of its time during tonight's meeting reviewing its fiscal year 2024 budget preparations and possible changes following the discovery of a state mistake. The council's first item of business is to host the public hearing on the FY24 proposed maximum property tax levy. The rate published in that notice is as required by Iowa Code is 10.48968 per $1,000 of taxable valuation, but that figure does not contain all available levies. In reality, the FY24 total rate will equal 11.89678 when that debt service levy is included. The council will then need to discuss potential cuts to the budget due to the state's rollback calculation error that changed the rollback to 56.49% from 54.65%. Interim City Manager Jeff Kaler explains that impact. We did a preliminary guesstimate just based on the 810 levy, and that was 77000 And then you start throwing in the employee benefits levy and the debt service levy. In my head, I'm thinking 100 to 125. With as much as $125,000 not being collected in FY24 as anticipated, the mistake could force city officials to start over at square one for at least portions of the budget. Kaler says the council will also review another round of change orders for the Carroll Rec Center project, totaling $122,000. The mayor and I and Chad T. Meyer had a Zoom meeting with a bunch of the engineers, the architects, and the contractor to help us understand, guys, this seems like a lot. You know, remember we had that last one for $28,000. That was not popular. Now we have five of them for $122,000, which I'm not a math major either. I'm guessing that would be less popular. So we're going to talk about that, and Chad has a lot of information he'll present to the council. The proposed changes include the replacement of existing sanitary sewer piping, redesigning the elevator equipment room, removing an out-of-code electrical transformer, electrical rewiring for air handling units, and walking track joist extensions. Their attention then shifts to a tax abatement request for an apartment structure at 502 Court Street, owned by Court Street Holdings, LLC. They're going to build 12 apartment units there. One of them will be a three-bedroom. There's like five two-bedroom and six one-bedroom or vice versa. But he's requesting a 10-year 100% abatement on the increased value. Our current tax abatement schedule for a multi-residential would be for the first $75,000 of increased value per unit would be a five-year 100% abatement. Kaler says if the council wants to approve the full abatement request, they will need to either establish a new urban revitalization area or adopt a 10-year abatement plan citywide. 
Other items on tonight's agenda for the City Council include a grant application approval for improvements to Merchants Park, signage changes in downtown Carroll, and a design agreement for work on the retaining wall and fencing at the city softball fields. The meeting begins tonight at 5.15 p.m. at Carroll City Hall and will also be live-streamed via the city's YouTube channel. The full agenda and a link to watch remotely are included with this story on our website. And the January water summary update for Iowa shows the state started 2023 on a wetter track than usual. Statewide precip averaged 1.82 inches, which is more than double the normal moisture level for January. Additionally, all of Iowa's reporting stations recorded at a minimum near to above normal precipitation. Iowa Department of Natural Resources Hydrology Resources Coordinator Tim Hall says January was the third month in a row of above normal moisture for Iowa, which is the trend we need to see. Continued wetter than normal conditions are needed throughout the winter and spring months to significantly improve drought conditions in Iowa. Average monthly precipitation typically increases each month until July, so we are hoping to see diminishing drought designation in the months ahead. Unfortunately, ratings from the U.S. Drought Monitor were essentially unchanged, with nearly all of the state experiencing some form of dryness. Northwest Iowa remains the hardest hit, with exceptional drought recorded in Woodbury and Monona counties, and extreme drought in more than a dozen other counties. The monthly water summary update is prepared by technical staff from the DNR, uh, Department of Agriculture, U.S. Geological Survey, and several other agencies. A link to that full report is included with this story on our website. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM 6 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting. Appreciate the update, Nathan. Thank you so much for that. Monday morning, we're getting ready for a little uh, precip. Going to start with rain coming up on Tuesday, but snow Wednesday night into Thursday. We'll talk about that, too, minutes away on KCIM.